So I could be grateful because I did wake up today with some of the most glorious feelings and experiences that is known to mankind. It's like what I was reading this week out of the best books by S. Michael Wilcox. It's like he talked about this character that is one of his favorite characters. He could have started his book with any character that he ever wanted to talk about out of all the literature and characters he's ever met in books. But he decided to start his whole book just by talking about this one character, and I was just so touched by it because I just felt so delighted that he would do that. Like, one, being a male person, talking about a female character in a book, is just, like, unheard of for me, right? Like, it's like, it's like if a man club just picked up Anne of Green Gables as, like, and, like, read the whole series, right? And, you know, like, as their book study thing, right? And, and it was just so tender to me to feel and, and to experience of his feelings of being able to relate with Anne, right? And so here he talks about Anne, and he talks about the way that she is able to, you know, perceive and observe the world around her in a way that is just so frank and, and deliberate and, and just so transparent, basically, right? Like, it's just so refreshing for him to experience this character that is so transparent with her feelings and perceptions on life and, and be able to just basically live her life to the fullest, right? One of the things that she mentioned at one point was she was talking with her, like, mentor, like, foster parent kind of person, and she was saying, you know, I, I might want to be a Christian. I wouldn't want to be a Christian like the way that superintendent is because he's just so grumpy about it all. But then the way that she talks about how this other person, like, who's, like, the wife of the pastor or something, she's like, you know, if I could be a Christian like her, I totally would. Because she talks about how she's so impressed with how this lady isn't grumpy about her faith, but actually she's just so joyful about it. And, and I just love this one phrase that was used when she's describing it, when he's describing her describing it, right? And basically she says, this lady is able to love her faith so much that she loves it so much to the point where she, you can feel like she would love to do it even if it wasn't a requirement for her to do it to get into heaven, basically, right? And... And I don't know why, but that line just has stuck out to me so much in the last few days. Like, and everything that I've done, everything that I do, I've been thinking about that phrase over and over in my head. It's like, am I living a life that I would be living anyways? I would be so glad to be living anyways, even if it wasn't a requirement for me to be living that way to get into heaven. And it's been a, a great pondering time in my life to just let myself go there and question and wonder to myself if it truly is, right? And if it isn't, you know, like what, what could I possibly think up or feel up or ponder up or pray up or meditate up or yoga up, whatever it is, right? Whatever is my medium that I'm going to choose or several mediums or whatever, to be able to get into that head and heart and mind and soul space that would somehow be able to get me into this like real life present living 
in a state where I'd be just so glad to be living in this certain way, right? And I guess this morning was one of those moments, right? I am just so blessed, right? I just, I've been, I've been kind of in this mode, this journey, let's say, of just experiencing life to the fullest, right? And part of my experiencing life to the fullest has almost always had something to do with romance, with crushes, with, with just like anything that had anything to do with human interaction. You know, that's why when I became a wife and a mother, I would always, almost every single one of my expressions on life, um, like through journal writing or blogging or videoing, whatever I did, it was almost always about the topic of human intimacy, right? Not simply human intimacy between husband and wife, or even at all, right? Like, I was just so shy about that topic at all that I probably never even talked about it at all, right? In any of my expressions on life. But one thing that I did talk a lot about was the human intimacy between a mother and her nursing her child, for example. And and the intimacy of pregnancy and birth and and motherhood and and that intimate, deep, connected relationship that's there, right? And so I guess that is a lot of what what was my first experiences, first most vivid experiences that I can like have any vocabulary to talk anything about, right? Um, about human intimacy, right? And so I've been pondering about this a lot, even so much that, you know, for example, when I joined a book club like six years ago, it was the, this mentality was like, I want to be in this book club because I have a sense that, yes, I write all the time. I write my own things all the time. But one thing that I have trouble writing about is like deep, deep human intimacy kinds of explanations, exp- like descriptions, all of this kind of stuff, because it's just such an inexpressible joy that is being experienced when one human person loves another human person so much that they are just completely present with one another and they're just completely mutually in this relationship of like coexisting love being exchanged with one another. I was writing about it this morning and I, I used the word something like, it's like your, our souls are being woven together in this dance, in this like musical harmoni- harmonic, like soul giving and receiving dance. That's what it's like for me when I'm trying to think about what human intimacy, intimacy is all about, right? It's, it's this soul giving dance. It's like the Northern Lights. If there was any visual to even describe it, you know, it's like, it's like this dance of what the Northern Lights do, right? It's this beautiful display of like absolute pleasure and joy and absolute miracle all happening at the same time. That's what human intimacy is, right? That is like what it is like for me when I think about my experience with different individuals in the, in the exchange of love and receiving and giving and expressing and, and, and this beautiful exchange, right? And so, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot for some reason. Maybe because I just feel, there's different moments in my life when I just feel so deeply blessed like so over the top blessed, 
when I'm just like just sitting there for a moment and realizing and counting all of my blessings and actually getting to that point where I'm just like, holy smokes, like I have no idea how I could ever be a person that could receive this many blessings. Like, like there's different periods in my life where I was just in such a dark place that I never could have conceived that my life could get any better ever, right? I was just so deeply, darkly in the pits of a cave or, a, or this hole in my soul, right? That, that I just never really felt like I could ever experience anything but that, right? I just felt so trapped in that darkness. And then for me to be, let's say, eight years later, right? Like the last time I was really in my, one of my darkest pits was eight years ago, right? Eight years later. Now here I am talking about joy and love and light and gratitude. And you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I think it's such a blessing that both me and my husband are like suicide survivor kind of people, right? We both had our deep, dark moments of despair and sorrow and feeling just so hopeless and different moments like that, right, in our lives, you know, like in different instances of our lives where it's been harder and other instances where it's been easier, right? It's nice that we can understand each other so well, right? And and so, you know, I'm just on this journey now, as I'm explaining, where I'm, I'm starting to, ex- like, explore that idea again of, of being willing and open to explore the expressions of love. And, and what that really looks like when it's, when it's the love of God being exchanged between one person to another, right? That's when it's the, the utmost of beauty, right? You know, the world will, will try and take love and turn it into something that's entertaining or, or pleasing to the eye or attractive or, you know, like, but all of those things are so temporal, They, you know, I just feel like there's this adversary that just wants us to be able to crumble and fall. And so he gives us all of these opportunities to be tempted to do things that, that actually, that he masks as love, right? He masks it to make us think, oh, we, we deserve to feel love inside and to, and to give love and, and to do it in a way where it's just us by ourselves, just like, just gluttoning, right? Like just having this lustful experience, right? But the thing is, it's like the adversary always tries to mask good things and turn them into something that would be pleasing unto him, right? Because what he wants is he wants misery to be part of his company. He wants us to be a part of his company, right? And so a part of his schemes and his lies is that he's like, okay, well, I'll take everything that you think is good and I'll just sprinkle it with all the bad stuff that would actually make you trapped and be a slave to me, right? And and that's how I'll do my business, right? So then he takes all the good things and turns them into something that is like just foul, right? And just like it's not virtuous and lovely and of good report and praiseworthy, right? But it's actually the opposite. It's moldy and and horrible and and creates more destruction and creates even more sorrow in ways that are not productive and helpful, but actually just destructive, right? And not growing and not progressing in more power and love and more leadership 
but actually the opposite, right? So anyways, as I'm talking about this topic, you know, it's kind of interesting that I started this topic at all because at first I just kind of woke up, started talking about it, like writing it all out. You know, what are my perspectives on romance and love and, and what does it actually mean? And like, what, what, how could I even explain it? Right? Like what, what has been my experience? And, and it was just so lovely to just get to the point of being like, love is awesome. Right? Like, you know, like I, I think when I was younger and I had like my naive stereotypical ideas about people that were religious or chose to like protect their virginity or, you know, chose to be faithful to whoever that they promised to be faithful to and all this kind of stuff. Like there was a part of me that just thought it was kind of naive, right? There was a part of me that was like, well, isn't that just a little bit too like, I don't know, like, like letting someone else control your, the way that you're going to live your life, the way that you want to live it according to your own pleasures and your own ideas and all of this kind of stuff, right? But then as I walked the walk and lived the path of like, trying to live the law of chastity and trying to live, you know, a, a faithful life to my husband, it's been quite a beautiful journey. Like, and I am one to actually have something to say about this because I'm probably, I'm one of those people that literally probably since I was like three or whatever, I probably had had a crush on every single person that I ever met, like growing up, right? I was just one of those people, right? And it wasn't until I met my husband that it became one of these things where it's like, oh, I could totally just love you, right? I could totally just love you, right? I could just, I could just take all of that love energy that I have inside and I can, I can just, you know, like the love that I have for Heavenly Father, for me, for everybody that I ever see and meet in the world because I have that much love, I could actually dedicate myself in a way where my husband is the only one that will get the kind of love that that is for him, right? And with him. And, and he does the same with me, right? And I, it was just one of those beautiful moments of like, yeah, this is awesome, right? I was asked this question this week, something like, why do you love smooching so much? Something like that. It was asked to me by somebody that was like, you know, 12 and under, right? Like, I was just like, oh, goodness. I love this question so much. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I guess a part of me just loved the question so much because growing up, I never got to experience much to do with anything to do with romance anything, right? Other than anything that was shared to me by peers or TV or whatever, right? So I guess there was a part of me that was like, oh, this is lovely. Like, <laughs> because I was like so grateful, you know, because I, I guess I feel like I'm a pioneer. I feel like I'm a pioneer and in a lot of things, right? But another thing that I'm a pioneer in is, is, is the celebration of being able to experience the love of God so even more fully to the highest level that we could ever experience it, not just through, you know, serving our neighbor and, and praying and reading scriptures and, and going to church and doing all of these good things, right? But like really living the fullness, you know, like of a promise that we've made with our spouse to be able to become like, one flesh and to cleave to one another and and is that the beauty of what that is right 
And so I just feel like I'm just so grateful for a better future for others, right? Where, where love, the love of God can be so much more like interconnected into our lives, right? And in a way where, you know, people wouldn't have to be looking for, for pornographic videos or whatever and things like they, they're fully living a life where they can feel the love of God inside of them and that they have, they have someone to share that love of God with, right? And in a way that is, that is promised and kept sacred and, and done in a way where, where it's not just a one-time show or a one-time random act, but it's like, no, like you enter into a beautiful relationship where you're not just attached to a person and you're not just like in a relationship with someone, you're like sealed, right? Like you are sealed together for eternity, right? Like that to me is like one of the most beautiful things I've ever conceived and had the experience to experience, you know? When I started talking about this topic today, like in my writing, I basically compared it to like, you know, what are some of the most important like heaven on earth experiences I've ever had, right? Sometimes like I could say, okay, experiences I've had in the temple and experiences I've had, you know, through maybe prayer or, you know, like different experiences I've had just like just complete free liberation and and like feeling exalted, right? And I was just like totally like I feel like absolutely those experiences have definitely been able to be experienced like with my husband, right? Like having those deep, deep connected feelings with somebody else and and both being committed to be on the Lord's errand in the in our interactions with one another. It it just like that combination all combined together is just like one of the most absolutely amazing experiences that that I don't even have I don't really have words to express it right like you know I think about my heavenly father and then how he has have like he's married right he has heavenly mother like I have I am a child to heavenly mother and heavenly father and just to think that they are so glad for me to be married to my spouse so that we can experience the joy that they have with one another one day, right? And that we're just in the baby phase, the baby toddler phase of being 13 years old together, right? In, in our union, in our bond, and in, in this beautiful connection with one another. And, and so that's kind of what I was thinking about. It's like, I was just thinking about it today and I was like, oh, I just feel so, so blessed.